guys. How are we doing? Hope you guys are doing all right. I hope you guys are having a good week and uh, getting after it, being bold in your squadron and your workplace. Uh, If you're not, then uh, you're in the right spot as well because we all need, definitely need encouragement on this topic and uh, we definitely all need to be in prayer for one another just as we try to be bold. So excited you guys are here and to uh, just participate with me in relationship uh, so we can try to grow and uh, honor God and just do what he's called us to do. So today's episode, uh, what are we talking about? So uh, I have this thought and it's not an original thought. I've heard this uh, a few times from my wife. I've heard this a few times from uh, other people just in regards to goals and there's kind of a, I don't have a statistic to back it up, but paying money for a particular goal will significantly increase the likelihood of you completing that goal. Um, What does that have to do with being bold, Ryan? What does that have to do with uh, the military? Um, I'm going to try to tie that into those two things uh, because I think it's actually really applicable, and I think it uh, brings up a lot of really good points. Um, So maybe not money in all scenarios, but the fact that putting into something, um, something costing you something, commits you to a process. Um, For example, paying for a gym membership. You know, if, if your friend is like, hey, you know, come tag along with me. Like, that's awesome. That's cool. But I mean, are you, is it costing you anything? Or are you just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to go. I'll I'll go when I can. Um, Or uh, lessons for a a particular skill that you're trying to get better at um, or instruction or certifications. Like these are all things that cost money. These are all things that uh, grow you as a person and um, make you smarter and give you more skill sets, all things that cost money. Uh, Now, granted, you can go out there, you can not pay a dime, and you can work your butt off and get really good at something. So I'm not talking about that. All I'm saying is in a lot of scenarios, it costs us something to uh, better ourselves. It costs us something uh, to achieve our goals and to grow as a person. Um, So I think that's super counter to everything in our world today. So much of our world is here and now, and how fast can I get something? How fast can I achieve something? Um, And no one really wants to commit anything, especially their time. Uh, You know, you might go a week, you might go uh, a few months with the New Year's resolution and then ultimately fade, but... What, what does it mean to actually commit yourself to a process and, and how does that actually grow you? Um, so everything I'm talking about, how does this apply to the military? Um, in my opinion, um, harder trials produce better soldiers. Uh, what, what you have to go through is going to produce a soldier, airman, sailor, whatever, um, it's going to produce a better product. Um, why is that? I think it's the same same thing I was just talking about. Look, take a look at high tiered military units. 
it costs them all something to be there. The selection process for most of these units weeds so many people out. Uh, I know, like I've I've talked about TACP and and just how many dudes got cut. Like I was one of four dudes that started. Sorry, I was one of sixty dudes that started, and and four of us graduated in our class. Like that's wild. Um, you look at SEALs. You look at uh, Marine Recon or any of these other Air Force Special Warfare um, or other high-tiered military units, like there is a process that cuts a lot of fat off. There's a process that weeds out those who, um, one, aren't willing to put the work in during the process or two, didn't put the work in prior to starting. Um, but that's like we could talk forever about that process. I've, I've done an episode on selections and stuff, but um, what I want to talk about is what are you left with after that? When all that cutting is done and, and you get people who are certified or part of this unit, part of this squadron, whatever, you're left with a group of like-minded individuals who all paid something to be a part of that squadron or unit. I mean, you can see, like, what are the stories that are always told amongst um, people in a squadron? You know, you're recollecting something that was funny, something that was hard, something that was crazy during these events, whether it's a a selection, a pipeline, uh, a really hard deployment, like, fill in the the blank. It's the really hard things that shape us and, and that actually grows us. And those are the things that we that tie us to other people. Um, another way I think this applies to the military, we've been at war for 20 years in Afghanistan and in the Middle East. Like, I'm not trying to get political. This is all my opinion, what I'm about to say. Um, but I do believe that we're more prepared, more educated, and better trained for tomorrow's conflicts based on the war that we have been constantly in for the last 20 years. This war has shaped our fighting force. It's sharpened it. It's made it more lethal. Again, these are my opinions, but I think if we were sitting on our butt for the last 20 years and we all we were doing was um, at-home exercises, I think you could say we wouldn't be as strong of a military. Uh, Again, that's my opinion. Uh, But the other side, obviously, that you got to take into consideration is what was the cost of that Um, 20 years at war? I mean, you have PTSD, suicide, all those who were killed in action, so much more. I'm not trying to endorse that at all. That's not what I'm trying to talk about here all I'm all I'm saying is the product the military as a whole is better than if it hadn't been in a war and that's my opinion um, if you disagree and want to duke it out or talk about it more hit me up um, but this all kind of funnels into um, my observation that hardship grows and produces seasoned warriors um, Does the same apply to the Christian walk? Does hardship grow and produce uh, a believer that is after God's heart? Who is bold in his faith, 
and who uh, seeks to bring glory to God. Does it apply to that? Um, I think it does, um, but I think it can, obviously, only through the work of Christ. But I think a lot of it depends on how we view those trials and hardships. If we don't view those trials and hardships in the right lens, then I, I think there's just such a um, easy road to take that leads us to frustration, that leads us to looking at ourselves, and uh, kind of this mentality like it, it's all pointless or it's God's fault, he just hates you. Um, I mean, the, the world is consistently putting people in front of you who have made it, quote-unquote made it, people in front of you who are influencers or who have it all together, you know, like there's this big social media-ness, making up words, um, <clears throat> where everything appears to be good, even if that's not someone's intent. Like, I, I talk to my wife about this all the time, and, um, like, she really doesn't post a lot on social media anymore, um, not because she's not happy to, but just because, I don't know, like, we've seen, like, a lot of a lot of pain come out of social media and I'm a part of it. Obviously I have this podcast and uh, everything, but there is this viewpoint that is pushed out to the world that everything is awesome when that's all that's posted about, if that makes sense. Um, let me get off my social media soap soapbox. But anyways, all I'm saying is that's the world. That's how the world looks, whether you're Christian or not. And, anything that goes wrong can be extremely frustrating when you think that everyone else's lives are going really well. Um, it just seems like it's not fair, like fill in the blank, whatever. It's We have lots of emotions about it. Um, <clears throat> but with all that to say, I think we can even get some really bad motivation on the Christian side. Um, I have a few quotes here that I'm going to read and kind of, um, you know, pick apart. But even amongst believers, there's just kind of a misunderstanding that um, why do trials happen? Why why are you where you're at right now? Like there, there's just not a consensus. Uh, I think there is if we look to Scripture, but a lot of people's opinions are getting thrown into the mix uh, and making it really hard to actually sort through trials and hardship. Um, so this first quote I'm going to read, um, I found, like, I, I literally Googled, <laughs> like, Christian motivation, um, or, like, trial and hardship, like, verse, like, how can, how can I get through this hard thing, you know, like, what was the number one meme or picture that popped up to that? Keep your head up. God gives his hardest battles to his strongest soldiers, I mean, on the out, on the outside looking in on that, it's like, okay, like, man, God loves me, and um, I'm a strong soldier. That's why things are hard. Um, but at the end of the day, like, this idea is bogus and unbiblical. Um, we are all facing trials, all. Like, I think that I think that quote I just read tries to make it about you. It's oh, this is happening to you. You know, this is all about you, you making it through this. Um, 
But the fact is we are all facing trials, always. And everyone has sin in and around them and therefore has to consistently deal with broken people as a broken person. All of those those facts I just said are going to cause hardship and messiness. I mean, that's the curse of man, Adam, like passed down for generations. And, and the idea that you have a harder hardship because you're a stronger Christian, again, bogus and unbiblical. Um, so that's just one example of the most, I don't know if that means that's the most searched, but I mean, that was the first thing that popped up on Google. Uh, second one I have, this one wasn't biblical. This one <clears throat> was super just worldly, um, but trials in life are not meant to make us fail but to see how far we can fly. <laughs> like, it's hard not to laugh, like, honestly, guys. Like, oh, it's such garbage. Um, pure worldliness. Um, but this is, this is like, kind of stretching it. Like, I don't think anyone would actually say those words. But that's intended to motivate someone. Like, there, there are people who will read that and, and be encouraged. I think we are so often sucked into ourselves when we face trials that we never ask ourselves, how is this going to glorify God or how can this glorify God? <sighs> Again, how can we look to that? How can we look to God when, when we're so focused on how we're being affected and so focused on how hard it is for me, myself, and I? I think it's crucial and it's important for us to realize that God is our Father, like our Father. As Christians, as believers, He's our Father. He loves us, and as believers, He is sanctifying us. Uh, if you haven't listened to episode 16, I talk a lot about sanctification and some other churchy words, and um, and it'd probably be really helpful um, instead of me spending 10 minutes kind of explaining that right here. But uh, anyways, that's, that's a process that God is doing consistently in our lives as believers, something that uh, is allowing us to grow, and, and it's a work that he's doing. So how does he sanctify us? How does he uh, do that? Well, through trial, through hardship, like he is chipping away at our sin and, and bringing, us, um, bringing us to a way that is uh, more honoring to him every day. Because here, here's the other side. If, if I'm left to my own perfect life, no hardship, um, but I'm still in my sin, which obviously that can't exist, but just bear with me, I would not look to God if I had a perfect life. It is in my brokenness that God draws me back to Him. I cling to Him. I need Him. I desire His help just the same as a helpless child wanting or needing his earthly father. How much even more so me, desperate, broken, um, that I need to look to my heavenly father. Um, and, and God really uses our brokenness. He really uses our trials and our hardships to point us back to him. Because, man, when, when things are going so smooth, like there's just such a tendency to kind of go off the, the road a little bit and, and kind of just forget about that relationship with the Lord. Um, so 
in in my opinion, um, when we have trial and hardship, it's grace. That is God's grace bringing us back to Him. That might completely go against your view, but I just man, there's so much grace that God gives us to to give us hard things. Um, for example, when Jacob wrestled with God, I don't know if you remember that happening, but uh, basically in the middle of the night, he starts wrestling with a man, and it ends up turning out that in the morning, it's God. Uh, and he's he's crying out to the guy, Jacob is, he's like, bless me, like you have to bless me. Um, he so desperately wanted God's blessing, and and God blessed him, but he also touched his hip, dislocated his hip, and Jacob probably limped for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life, he, he felt somewhat pain in his hip, and that is grace. That is 100% grace that he had a consistent reminder to that night, a consistent reminder to uh, himself that he was not his own, that he needed God's blessing, that he needed to be looking to God for all things. Um, again, it's it's your perspective, guys. Like, how how are you approaching the hardships in your life currently? Are you frustrated? Like, it, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to um, be sad. I'm not trying to sit here to say, hey, change your perspective, be super stoked and happy about the crap show that's going on in your life right now. That's that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, like, it's biblical to mourn. It's biblical to, um, to be angry with sin um, and all that it's caused, but it's just important where you channel that and also important not to sit in the dumps for multiple years and, and not really return to the gospel. Um, Cause I mean, that's, that's everything. The gospel is everything. And we have such an amazing example in Christ in our suffering. He paid it all. He has been put through it all. And we have a relationship with him and he understands our sufferings and our hardships like the statement that people make sometimes when they're like, you don't know what I'm going through, like that doesn't apply to Christ. You can't say that to him because he's been through it all. And here's kind of an interesting outlook I heard uh, the other day. Jesus never caved, you know, like he's perfect. He never sinned. Um, therefore, he reached an ultimate point of hardship and temptation uh, basically, the the thought behind this is, let me give you an example. Like if if there's a hurricane and the winds are getting stronger and stronger, and at some point as the winds are getting stronger, blowing you and you you give up, you know, you you die, you'll never know how much stronger those winds could have gotten 10 minutes later, hours later, years later. Jesus never caved. So therefore, what he was tempted with, the hardship he faced, was so much more so than that of us who cave so much faster to temptation, who cave so much faster and give in to hard things. Um, and that is just an awesome thing that we can rest in. 
we can rest in the completed work that Christ has done on the cross because he's done it all. So when you're going through your hardship, you are not alone. You have a, a Savior, Christ, who has been through it that you can um, be with, that you have a relationship with. We talked about relationships a lot last episode. Like, what an amazing Savior we have. I hope this was encouraging, guys. Um, man, like, I'm, I'm really passionate about this because I feel like I've been through a lot of seasons lately. Um, there's just been a lot of things that have been hard, and um, wow, like, this is so freeing to me when I reflect on this. And this is something that I feel like I've learned over the last few years, but man, this is something that I have to continually return to daily because I can get in my funks. I can get into my head and, and be frustrated at the world, be frustrated with God, and um, and I have to continually return to his word and, and return to this out- outlook because in um, my opinion, like this is, uh, this is 100% biblical and <clears throat> this is uh, what God intended through our hardships. <sighs> Rest in that, guys. Hope you guys have a good week. Hope you guys can kind of apply this to what you guys have going on. Uh, hit me up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at MillSpecBeliever. Uh, excited to connect with you guys. Love you guys. Have a good week.